Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I don't even fucking know of Not Another Socks podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. Fuck! Man, that is an unfortunate way to have to start this one. Um, We didn't want to be in this situation again, but Jack, thank you for uh, donating your vocal cords again to the the start of the show. Yeah. Welcome. Yep. Very accurate. No, uh, it's 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 pretty much over. I think it's time to sell. Almost, I, I think it's it's really close to that point because you have to make a really big decision here coming up, and I think it's going to be to sell. So, uh, kind of hope they do at this point. Team's poorly constructed. Not enough. Not enough depth. Just a lot of good players. Very top heavy, but other than that, just not constructed well enough. Not even close. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of holes that entering in the season were blaring red flags of what needed to be addressed. And guess what? They're the exact things that, you know, are making us a non-wildcard contender at this point. It sucks being in that position for weeks and, you know, especially after we got off to such a bad start and actually getting back into it. But now that we're facing, you know, better teams again, it really feels unfortunate about where we are, like, are we? Should we invest in this team? Is it as a closer and a first baseman really going to fix things? And you have to consider the long term future as well. So, I don't know if, like what the plans might be, but over the course of the next week, uh, and that includes the All Star game and everything, we're going to actually have to decide where the future of not only this year is going, but twenty three and twenty four and beyond, if we actually want to compete and keep some of our other guys as well, or have to replace them. Yeah, this is a this is a very uh, like you guys mentioned. It's it's a very pivotal moment, um, you know, in the Red Sox organization here. Um, obviously, with the future of you know Xander Bogarts, um, you know, obviously you have another year of Devers, whatever that situation is going to end up being. Um, but yeah, like I mean, as you guys mentioned, there's just a, there's a ton of holes on this team, um, and like LeBeau mentioned, the depth. That's really being tested, and it's uh, it's a lot, a lot looking great, obviously. And um, you know, you know, with that, obviously, you know, those holes were were very um, were very present, you know, at the beginning of the season. Obviously, they weren't filled. Um, and this is kind of what you know. This is what it is now, and uh, you're in a very tough position. Um, you know, in the next couple of weeks and Heimblum and, and the Red Sox organization have some really, really tough decisions, um, some pivotal decisions. And, in, in, you know, uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to see what the hell happens. Um, this is going to be very this is one of the more uh, interesting years we've had in, in a while, um, you know, as far as the organization goes. So, yeah. And it's very it's, it's very frustrating because, I mean, the holes they have, like 
they were fixable, they were addressable, and it's you know it's just I, I just don't think that um, Bloom can truly like construct a really good like forty man roster. I think he's good at maybe like building you know an organization and making it sustainable for the long term. You know, making it financially financially feasible um, for the ownership group, but like does he actually know what it takes? And if I'm Cora, dude, I'm fucking pissed off. Like, I really am. I mean, like, he's trotting out Bobby Dahlbeck, Jackie Bradley Jr., Rob Refsnyder, fucking, you know, I mean, these guys that, they're, they're fringe major leagues. Franchi Cordero, you know, last five games, 16 strikeouts. I mean, like, you're, 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 you're trotting out guys that really shouldn't be, you should, you should maybe have one of those guys. Like, you shouldn't have, like, six of them. And, I, dude, I would be fucking pissed. I mean, like, this is the team that you constructed for me. Like, we relied on Sale and, and Paxton to save the, the rotation. Haven't, I mean, Sale's pitched two games, and, I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to wonder about, you know, some of the moves that were made in the offseason. And that was even with some lucky hits with, like, Schreiber. And even Ref Snyder has done pretty well in the role that you've thrown in it then, then. But, I mean, you have to wonder, like, you know, is it worth getting two prospects for trading Hunter Renfro for JBJ when Renfro has no. hit, you know, a good amount of home runs when he's actually been on the field compared to JBJ there? Uh, he just can't play baseball anymore i mean he can you know field but he just doesn't know how to hit consistently and we've seen this for seven eight years since 2013 we've seen the same old jackie bradley and we thought we got away from it nope he's right back here it's a never-ending nightmare it's like fucking groundhog's day we're watching him and bobby Dahlbeck at the plate strike out every single time it's it's the same exact fucking movie over and over again. Right. And, and also, like, dude, Jaron Durant, really not competitive offensively. Bobby Dahlbeck, not competitive offensively. Jackie Bradley. Um, I mean, Verdugo's been a little bit hot, but he's just not the player that I think that we thought he was going to be back in, you know, 2020 or, or even the beginning of 2021. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's just not working out. I mean, you have... You have J.D., Xander, Devers, and Trevor Story, who, I mean, let's not forget, you know, he, although he's not having a bad year, he's also hitting, like, 230. So, I mean, like, that's pretty much who you're rolling with. PK's hurt. Okay, whatever. But it's just, there's just not enough there. It's just not. Yeah. And we thought this lineup was going to be, you know, uh, a little bit different heading into the season. You thought, all right pretty solid and then um you know but just when you roll out like you mentioned LeBeau like we have it's too many of the same type of like role players pretty much guys that you can you know you can put in the lineup obviously if you need to if you need to give guys rest or whatever you know whatever the situation is but to consistently roll out these guys night after night and think that something's going to change when it hasn't we haven't seen that at all this year it's been the same thing over and over again um, and you mentioned Alex Cora, and I mean that's a good point. I mean, we know what he can do when he has a when he has a, a legitimate lineup, uh, and when he's got guys that you know you can rely on that are uh, that are you know everyday major leaguers. I mean, he's 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 managing a team right now that's got a, a pretty much a, a lineup that's filled of, of mostly role guys, and, and guys like you you mentioned Jack just fringe 
uh, fringe major leaguers. And, you know, if you're Alex Cora, he's one of the better managers in, in, you know, in the, in the majors and he's having to deal with this situation, which is, it's, it's a sucky situation for him to be in. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, you know, I think you got to consider the possibility of them, um, trading JD trading Nate. I, I mean, I don't want to hear the fucking nerds say, oh, you should trade Bogarts. Like, no, you should not fucking trade Tanner Bogarts and do the same fucking thing you did. You need to roll the dice with the possibility that he can resign here if you don't burn that bridge. Just keep him. Dude, we don't need two fucking dog shit prospects from the Cardinals that are going to suck in three years. I don't need another fucker, fucking Connor Wong and Jeter Downs. They can get fucked. It, it, these people are insane with the fucking prospects. Like, just don't burn the bridge. Let him just finish out the season here. Try to re-sign him in the offseason. If he doesn't, then at least you, you tried. If you know you're not going to re-sign him, then you can justify that by, by trading him, I guess. But it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't trade John Lester, Mookie Betts, Sandra Bogarts, fucking... Hopefully not, but Rafael Devers. Like, that's fucking insane. This is a, a multi-billion dollar organization. Like, it's so fucking frustrating. No, it really feels like the John Lester situation all over again, where he should have never really been traded. He should have never left the organization. He should have been Boston Red Sox for life, and we should have 31 it up next to uh, Wade Boggs and everybody else up there. But, no, this organization really loves to just go out and sign the Trevor Stories and the Carl Crawfords and the Pablo Sandoval's and the David Price's. And then when it comes down to, you know, signing their homegrown talent, they just go blank. I mean, it feels like a cliche over and over. And I know Bogarts did sign that team-friendly extension, you know, a few years ago. But that feels like it barely even counts anymore because now it's already coming back to haunt you just a few years after the fact. So... You know, maybe things change and get better, but we're not out of it by any means. We're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, so I, I don't think I've quite given up on this team fully yet, but it's going to take, you know, a whole lot of repairs to actually get this team to not only just make the playoffs. I don't want to just make the playoffs. I want to actually go deep and go to the World Series and win that. And right now this team does not have a snowball's chance in hell of actually doing yeah. anything even if they somehow sneak into one of those wild card spots. Yeah, so I right. guess that it, kind of that's kind of the question of like, okay, well, like you said, Jack, do you think this is a, a World Series championship team, which right now probably isn't? Um, so I mean, that that's the question. So do you? I mean, do you invest in a team, or, or I mean, do you add pieces to a team knowing that you're probably not going to win a championship this season? Like, I mean. If you know you're not going to win a championship, I feel like you probably shouldn't really invest in, in, in a team and and try to go on a run if you don't really think you're going to. I mean, I don't I don't think you're getting past, you know, a, a team like the Yankees or the Astros or, you know, any of those big teams in, in the American League. I, I think at, at this point, like after the All-Star break, if you drop the next like two series, then I would say maybe, you know, sell. But at this point, I think they owe it to the players to at least try and make a run. Like, I I don't, I think that's where the Red Sox fall short a lot of times is they don't look at it like, you know, how, how is this going to look for the guys that are staying? Like, if they, if they punt on the season right now, they can get really good value for JD, for Xander, for 
Evaldi, and I know that's what Heimblum wants to do. But now you burn a bridge with not only the guys that obviously you traded, but also guys in the clubhouse now. You have Trevor Story there for another four years. You have, hopefully, Rafael Devers. You're, you're going to try and re-sign him. You have, you know, younger guys. I mean, you have, um, I mean, even guys you don't even think of, like James Paxton, who signed a two-year deal, and now all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't even pitch one year in the second year of his contract. He's like, you know, he's on a team that's fucking dog shit next year. Like, you, you owe it, and you owe, you owe it to Alex Cora. Like, you know, you hired him back to do a job to get over the hump to win a championship. He came close last year. We were right there. And then you come in with this fucking poorly constructed team. Just no bullpen. Uh, it's it's so it's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. And and I just hope they don't trade Bogarts. I really do. If you want to trade Valdi, whatever. I'm not I'm not it's not the be- that big of a deal. But don't trade fucking Sam. No, you saw every other team in the division get better, including the Orioles. You got to watch out for the fucking Orioles now, yeah, apparently, yeah. too. About 500 knocking on the door of that wild card spot and us going down to fifth place, given that, you know, every team in the division is above 500 at this point. But it, you, I don't understand how you can just sit by and watch the Yankees add the pieces that they need. The Blue Jays add on more pieces, even though they've been struggling as well, too. I'm sure they're very frustrated with the way their season's gone, especially now with firing their manager, uh, Charlie Montoya, which kind of came out of nowhere as well. But it, but you see you, the Rays got better every year somehow. They re- extended Franco and everything. So it's frustrating when you see the Rays spend money, when the Blue Jays spend money, even the Orioles actually trying to compete, and you feel like you didn't do enough to actually get over the hurdle of not only making the playoffs, but making a deep playoff run since we, we could still very well make it even with a lot of the guys on this roster. But what's the point if we're just going to get eliminated in three games or two games in the new uh, wild card series, however you want to construct it, we're not beating any of the teams that are currently in one of those spots in the wild card or that third divisional spot. So um, it, and, you know, kind of like we're saying, how much do you want to actually invest to maybe even get there for your long-term future? Let me ask you this, though. What's the point of, of like, having homegrown talent if you're just going to trade them, honestly? Answer that. Yeah, it doesn't answer. Well, yeah, I mean, are we the Oakland A's? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, at the end of the day, right, you, you, you acquire, you know, prospects with the hopes that you can develop them. And you can get them to play for you for cheap, even though John Henry's on his fucking yacht, getting fucking blowjobs left and right. And, you know, you, you hope that a guy can make you money only paying them $3 million, right? But at the end of the day, if you're just going to trade him at his peak, then what's really the fucking point? What, what, are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't spend money, and I'm not saying they're not willing to spend money. I think that... The idea of spending money intelligently is good, like Trevor Story, like J.D. Martinez. I thought right. those were two more, like, well-thought-out free agent signings. They didn't just go for, like, the biggest name, like the David Price, you know, or, uh, like, Carl Crawford, like a stupid signing like that. But you have to be able to, like, want to keep these guys. Like, you have to. You just have to. It's never worked out. Like, it's never worked out. Replacing John Lester with David Price didn't work out. Replacing fucking, I mean, 
Mookie Betts. I mean, you still haven't really replaced Mookie Betts and his like star power. I mean, you did with Verdugo with a trade, but like I don't know. Maybe I'm a little lost, but I just it just never seems to work out. No, yeah, and you don't want to end up being a team that is almost like a farm system for the rest of the majors. So it's like, hey, let's draft and develop all these, like, you know, some superstar yeah. players and then trade them at their peak to another team. And the other team's like, oh, great. <laughs> you already developed this guy. He's Now he's a stud, and now we're taking him. We don't have to deal with the developmental process or anything like that. And, you know, here we have a superstar on our, on our roster now. But that does, right. I mean, it's... It is true what you're saying. I mean, it's like you're you're develop you're drafting, developing these guys, bringing them up through the system, and then trading them, um, you know, at their peak, which is stupid. I mean, if on a championship team, you know, your core really should be guys that you drafted and developed. That's how you build a championship team in any sport. You know, you really don't go through. You don't win really championships through free agency and signing guys in the off season. Your core is guys that you draft develop yourself right. you bring them through the system and then you win championships with those players and then you add guys like jd trevor story those pieces that come in and complete the package that's how you yeah. win championships they're, they're they're the icing on the cake you know and, and i think that is their that's definitely their model at this point but they're also like they don't realize that there's like windows you know like this is they're yeah. in a window now where they can like really win and instead of all right, a great example is you saw Chris Sale was hurt, and you go out and sign Rich Hill, who's in his fucking 40s, and James Paxson, who was almost guaranteed to be out until August. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, absolutely, what What the absolute fuck? Like, you, there was no one else? There was no one else. All right, Michael Walker turned out to be a really good signing. Yeah. It's, it sucks that yeah. he's hurt. You know, that sucks. It sucks that Nate Evaldi got hurt. But if you have a big enough... Uh, budget and a good enough farm system, then you can either trade or sign someone to fill in those gaps. But why can't the Red Sox do that? Like, yeah, why? Why is it that like you know Brian Bayo is the last guy we drafted and developed as a starting pitcher outside of Brandon Workman or how? which ended up just in the bullpen anyways. And, you know, we're still unsure, Bayo. You know, I, I, I don't think anybody's actually given up on him, but those first two starts, you could tell he still needed a lot of marinating down in Worcester. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, if we do end up selling pieces, he might be a guy that just gets, you know, not thrown to the lines, but, like, just gets that, like, major league experience out of the way longer uh, or later down in the season so that way you know maybe we can actually see what we're dealing with for the next few years maybe we can actually figure out if you know uh these guys are going to be long-term pieces uh in the rotation in the bullpen or wherever or you know it feels like we just need not something drastic but we need something done to actually shake things up and you know figure out where we're going for the this year and the, the future yeah, and I think that the like the, people don't I don't realize how big the Bogarts thing will have like an implication on. On paper, it makes sense to trade Bogarts and cash in on his you know his, his the, the the prospect package that you can get for him, which is really not going to be anything crazy. I mean, the guy has nine home runs, and I mean he has half of a year left, so you're not going to get like a huge haul, but you would get a couple of nice pieces. But the implication because him and Devers are really close. 
that it might burn the bridge of, you know, extending Devers. I, I don't, yeah, I, I, it, this is a very, very scary time. But also, wouldn't you guys agree that if you're constantly developing guys, right? Like you're constantly just developing them and then you're trading them when they're at their peak. There's always going to be holes in your team and in your lineup because you're going to be like trying to develop someone into a good player. Like there's going to be learning curves. Now I know like I'm okay with that, but if they have too many of those, they're just, there's not really going to be all that competitive and they're in a tough division. I just don't think, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going about it the wrong way, but I guess we'll see. It feels very Rays, which I get the Red Sox were trying to be the Rays, be as stingy as possible, and, you know, actually get it. But it doesn't work the same way as it does in Boston, as it does in Tampa Bay, unfortunately. And, you know, that's even worse because we actually have a payroll where we can sign some of these guys to long-term extensions, but yet we're still not doing that. And, you know, if we're not doing that, then what's the point of actually getting a GM like that if it's not going to fit what you're actually going to do. Like Dave Dombrowski, you know, he came in here, he pillaged the farm system, but he won us a World Series, and then he was gone after that. Like, he did the job that they got him to do, and now it feels like a complete 180 of us just trying to be ahead of the curve, but really, you know, it's not going to work out for us. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Dombrowski never even traded anyone that was good anyways. I mean, he hung on to Devers, you know, like that was, he knew the untouchable guys. Like it was Devers, it was, um, there was like a pitcher that was, I don't know, actually, did we ever really Was, have was that the Pomeranz trade? Yeah, uh, oh, Espinosa. Anderson uh, Espinosa. Yeah, I mean, he was a fucking disaster. I don't even has he even thrown a pitch, you know, because of the fucking injury. Yeah, I think injury. he like, got called up to the majors for like a minute there by the Padres or whoever has him. But he, he, I mean, yeah, he ended up being a complete bust. And you know, Pomeranz was whatever with us. He was on that World Series roster, all right. Um, yep. <laughs> he was. He certainly was there in attendance on the bench yep. during that World Series. <laughs> So thank you, Dave Dombrowski. Hope you're doing well yeah. at the Phillies. <laughs> I know you're not, but it's okay. <laughs> I know. But yeah, like, I mean, you, you guys, you know, you guys brought it up, you know, in Boston, obviously the fans and, you know, and really the, I mean, the team really, you need to be competitive constantly. And especially after what you saw, you know, we, we always talk about last year and what you saw from this team, especially down the stretch and the run that they made getting two wins away from, you know, from getting to the World Series, um, you, you need to have a guy um, that's going to be able to come in this year or, or last summer and say, okay, what are the holes on this team? You know, what, what stopped us from getting to the World Series last year? Fill it's A, B, C, whatever the holes are. Fill them. And you have to have a guy that's going to be a little bit more aggressive in doing so, so that this team can reach their potential. Because coming into this season, it was a it was a it was a solid team. Like you think, okay, this team's going to be competitive. This team, you know, could go on a run. We could see something with this team. Now we just have to have Hein Bloom go out there and fill the holes that need to be filled. And you know, first base, and you know, getting a guy that can close games and 
solidifying the bullpen were two major holes. You know, LeBeau, you tweeted out earlier today about that, you know, that same thing. You know, that first base hole was glaring even last year, and they tried to fill it, you know, with Schwarber, and, you know, that didn't really work out. And then this year they rolled out Dahlbeck, you know, this entire first half of the season, and then French and and all that, and and it hasn't worked out. And, you know, when you're a GM of the Boston Red Sox, a team that expects to win year after year, you need to be a little bit more aggressive in filling those holes so that, you know, the team can contend. Dude. It, it, they're the Boston Red Sox. I mean, they haven't had a serviceable first baseman since Mitch Moreland. And you're talking about a guy that was a, a very average player at best. Like, he had some nice clutch hits, some big home runs. He played excellent defense. I loved Mitch Moreland. But he never was anything really all that special. So if you even take Mitch Moreland out of it, before that was who? I mean, tw- they tried it with fucking Hanley. Like. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Gonzalez, like before yeah, that, that, I guess. Yeah, before that age. So like, you haven't had a, a little bit. He was fine. Yeah. You haven't had someone represent your team in the, like the All Star game or really in, in a positive light at first base since fucking Adrian Gonzalez. Or, well, Mike Napoli. Mike Napoli. Yeah, and Kevin Euclid, too, I guess. But Well, Ke- yeah, well, that was way That's that even was longer way, ago now. Yeah, that was before. Yeah, no. No, but I mean, like, how can like how can you be the Boston Red Sox and not find a first baseman? I feel that's like that's, that's a fucking dime a dozen. Even the Seattle Mariners went out there and just traded a bag of potatoes for Carlos Santana to have somebody yeah. be productive there while Ty France was gone. And now Ty France is back. And, you know, Carlos Santana, who gives a shit if you DFA him? I don't understand why we couldn't have done something like that to at least tread water until, you know, possibly getting a Bell or Mancini, which, you know, they might still at the end of the day with like a rental. But, you know, I I don't understand how the Bobby Dahlbeck experience has gone on this long. And I certainly do not understand all the fucking Bobby Dahlbeck defenders out oh, there. It's just, like, so, yeah, like, yeah. You saw you had that, like, you know, big home run uh, Friday night at Yankee Stadium, and all of them were like, oh, I guess he's not a piece of shit now. No, look at the rest of the fucking numbers. All that he does is he's supposed to hit home runs. I'm not impressed when he hits home runs, and especially when he's letting a ball go through his fucking legs like Bill Buckner. And, yeah. you know, respect to Bill Buckner's name. I don't like to diss him too much. But, like, how can you just still defend a guy that, you know, it's not like he's even proven. He's Bro. totally unproven except for a fluke yeah. 2020 season when he got no development of in AAA. And now it's showing that, you know, he should have actually had that seasoning. And he's he's just a bust. Maybe he'll go to Oakland or Kansas City or some shit like that and figure it out. But it's not going to yeah. be in Boston. I don't understand why we keep trying this experiment knowing that it's just going to fail over and over and over and over again. Right. And, and, and also with, with Bobby, like if you're 6'4", 260 pounds, and you run into one every now and then, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be fucking impressed. Like <laughs> I, 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 I'm literally, I'm not going to tweet like, oh, Bobby's back. Like, or, or Bobby's told you Bobby's good. Like, dude, no, like he, he, that's what he should do every now and then. And if he doesn't, then he's literally useless. And he already is useless, and he should be DFA'd. If not DFA, he needs to be literally traded this year, 100%, or this offseason, rather. That probably makes more sense. 
Just go to Worcester. I don't even care. Just go down to fucking Worcester. Cassis is gone right now. You know, once he comes back, you can eat dirt or go down to Portland. I don't even get sh- Go fucking down to Salem or Greenville for all I fucking care. Uh, maybe back? like you can figure some things out. What? Is he back? I think so, yeah. I don't I don't think so. I haven't seen his name in the lineup card on Worcester for a little bit, so I think he's still out for the time being. So now you need somebody to play there for the rest of the season. And, you know, I still hope even, you know, no matter how much of a train wreck this season might be to this point, that we get somebody. I want to at least see the team try to compete this season. Um, and especially at least fill some of the holes. But it's... I, I just don't understand how we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Oh, he, he I, I, I'm looking at it now. I, I see where, where I, I mixed it up. Cassis was playing games in the Florida uh, Complex League. So he, oh, so he, he's starting he's to finally, rehab. Yeah, he's starting to rehab. So, so that's okay. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know what? Give him the keys to the car for the rest of the season. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. At this point, you might have to, seriously. But um, yeah, it it, you know it's it's insane that you know we we keep saying this with uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. So um, you know you you just gotta and and you really haven't heard of um, you know Heim really I guess kicking the tires on anything. And I I can't believe if you're Heim Bloom that you're just gonna allow this to to continue um knowing that you're getting these results so you'd have to think that i mean something's got to give at some point with heim blue and, and, and trying to figure something out in that situation don't worry we're gonna be interested in a ton of guys we're gonna be <laughs> so interested in so many people at the deadline and i can't wait to see them go to new york and Baltimore and San Francisco and everywhere else except for Boston because you know we just weren't gonna pay the price you know prospects or anything else oh, so I can't man. wait to see who we're interested in that could have made this team better theoretically yeah and there's really there's realistically there's plenty of time too like if you go out and you get Josh Bell and you get like a, a bullpen guy this is not gonna require you to give up any of your elite prospects at the end of the day what are we keeping these low level prospects for? To give them a fucking spot start against the New York Yankees when our, our rotation is fucking shot to shit and they get lit up for 10 runs? Who literally gives a fuck about yeah. these irrelevant fucking Josh Winkowski's of the world? Fucking, like, it, it's so mind-blowing. Like, like we're literally hanging out to guys like fucking Connor Siebold who really, you could make the argument that they don't even belong in fucking AAA. And they're like, oh, no, we don't want to give it. Dude, trade Anyone not in the fucking top 10, I don't give a fuck. They're irrelevant. They're stupid. They're assholes. If they fucking get, get to the major leagues and they do well, well, hey, you missed it. It's not a big deal. Probably not going to happen, though. Fucking get rid of them. Lose it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's my name. They're hoarding prospects for no fucking reason. Can anybody name who we traded Kyle Schwarber for? No. Nobody no. can because exactly. it's a fucking nobody rental. And you exactly. know what? Maybe... Like, I forget who we even traded, or, like, you see now Espinal on the Blue Jays, you got trade, or he's an all-star, and he got traded for Steve Pierce. I'm going to do that trade 100 out of 100 times again. Yep. Like, I don't under, like, even if you're giving up a guy that might be a major leaguer, that might be even a fringe all-star, sometimes you 
need that, especially if you're competing now, and especially if you can fill that piece in other places. Like, it, I don't think Espinal would really make our team that much better right now, given that, you know, Story hasn't had the best year. But you gotta actually take a little bit of a risk sometimes. Jesus. Dude, and right. they, the other thing is they can buy prospects too, like international free agents. They have so much money. And I know you get a certain amount of money you can spend, like 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 a cap, right? But you have the international bonus pool. You have, you know, you, you now you're better at drafting. You're just, it, you know, it's just, I don't understand, like, what they're saving prospects for. And actually, the, you bringing up the Kyle Schrober thing is a great point. That, pissed, that honestly pisses me off. The, the fact that the only fucking prospects we did part ways with last year, you can't even fucking remember their name, and they'll probably never play a major league game, that fucking pisses me off. Because, you know, they were two wins away from the World Series, yeah. and you had all these fucking guys, all these assholes that are horrible. Like, last year you could have fucking traded Seabold and Winkowski, and someone would have been, have been happy to take those fucking two clowns, and we probably would have got a better fucking player, or we would have got a first baseman, or we would have got a better bullpen piece than fucking Hansel Robles. But you, you literally acquired Robles and Schwarber. I love Kyle Schwarber, not a first baseman. That was it. Now you're back to square one, no first baseman, and less bullpen than last year. Mm. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's it, a good point. I mean, when you're a team, like especially last year, where you're contending for a World Series, you need to roll the dice and, and go out and get somebody, get impact players. Guys that are really going to come in. I mean, Kyle Schwarber is a great player. Um, yeah. But you got to get guys that, I mean, you, you, even like a Hansel Robles, you got to get somebody that's going to come in and is going to be a serious impact bullpen arm last year. Because maybe if you have that, maybe things are different. Maybe if you went out and got a legitimate first baseman and you parted ways with the prospect, I'm not saying that you have to, like you guys said, like you don't have to part ways with the, you know, one of your top prospects, but. You can use a couple of those, you know, smaller prospects and, and go out and get a guy, you know, last year, get a first baseman, get a, you know, um, get a real impact bullpen arm. And, you know, maybe things change at that point. But again, when you're the Boston Red Sox, you have to be more aggressive in doing that and you have to take risks. You know, you spoke of Dombrowski, Jack, you know, it's a great example. You know, he went out, obviously shredded the the, the farm system, but. You got to give him credit. He went out and got guys, and he won a World Series with them, you know? And, and that's what you have to do if you're the Red Sox and you're trying to be competitive year in and year out. You, you, have, to, you, have, to, you, know, you have to get guys that are going to impact your team right now and, and give you the best chance to win. Yeah. This is a great example. I'm on Sox prospects. All right. Number 10, Chris Murphy. Get rid of him. Don't fucking care. Irrelevant. Number 11, Connor Seabold. Please get rid of him. He sucks. He's 26. I mean, Jesus Christ. Someone will want him. Uh, number 12, Edison Paulino. Don't care. Get rid of him. Uh, number 13, Wickelman Gonzalez. Heard good things. Get the fuck rid of him. Blaze Jordan. Don't really care about him. Had one, like, good month last year. Now he's fucking irrelevant. Get rid of him. Matthew Lugo, shortstop. Don't care. Either have Story or Bogarts for the next five fucking years. Number 16, Jay Groom, he's fucking 60 years old. Get rid of him. 17, Alex Benellis. That guy's a fucking douche. Get rid of him. I don't care. 18, Connor Wong. I would keep Connor Wong because Kevin Pawecki can't fucking run the first and Christian Vasquez is a free agent. So you're probably going to have to keep him. 
Um, you know, <laughs> all the way down the list, 21, Jeter Downs. I mean, like, yeah, he had a couple of good hits, but he hit also 170 in AAA this year. What the fuck are we hoarding these guys for? Like, Ryan Fitzgerald, he had a great he had a great spring training. He's having a great season in AAA. Get the fuck rid of him. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, not only that, I saw uh, Red Sox stats make a good point. A lot of these guys are going to have to either be added to the 40-man roster or be Rule 5 eligible next year anyways. So why wouldn't you trade some of these dudes for pieces that you might need? You know, a team could use, like, a guy like Jay Groom. You're telling me the Pirates wouldn't start Jay Groom tomorrow? Like, (laughs) but no, we're going to hold on to him. We're going to lose him. We're going to get nothing for him. Just like, you know, the prospects of the past year, even before the um, Heim Bloom era. But it just feels like, you know, what are are these guys really going to be impactful ones other than maybe like the guys that are in our top 100 right now? And if maybe a few other ones like it, it just really doesn't feel like our farm system, apart from those top guys, is really going to help us as much as, you know, in other years past where you might have a rando come up and really be that dude for you. I, I'm not sure we have quite that right now. Right. And, and one, one quick thing just to add, this is what happens when you fucking hoard prospects, you lose them. Like you can't keep everyone. These guys have rights. And if you don't fucking play them, add them to the 40 man or trade them, then guess what? They're fucking good as gone. Rule five, gone. See you later. That's it. And like some of these guys, if you are going to give them a chance, why are we giving Ryan Brazier and Deekman and fucking all these other goddamn assholes in the bullpen chance after chance after chance if they're not going to produce for us? Why not at least see what you have this season? Show maybe other teams what these other guys are like at the major league level. Like I, I, if we saw Jay Groom out of the bullpen tomorrow instead of Jake Deekman. My, uh, I don't think that's really going to change any chance of us winning ball games or not. Oh. But now you at least actually got to use your fucking seventh round pick or your first or first round pick from a few years ago that never panned out. Same with fucking Trey Ball and all those other fucks that, um, yep. uh, you know, we kind of wasted our first round draft picks. Devin Marrero, like, <laughs> you know, we, we we have a draft pick coming up probably pretty soon. I'm not even excited. We got the 24th pick, you know, Kumar's gone, uh, any real notable name. It's kind of just a fucking crapshoot from what it sounds like. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, we, we'll probably have the name later on in this show or like right after we're done recording. They're at number 15. We're at number 24. So uh, I'm just like not excited for it really yeah. at all. And that's they, a shame they, they because also... the last few years it was exciting. Yeah. They also made a draft pick last year and they couldn't even fucking sign them. So like, you know, I, I was excited. Everyone was excited about Judge Fabian. And then he was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Like, the Red Sox didn't offer him enough money or something like that. I don't really know exactly what happened. But yeah, I know they, they just didn't sign him. The kid from Florida. Uh, nonetheless, yeah. I mean, I, I do believe in Bloom when it comes to drafting and developing. And I think that he just looks at the organization at too high of a level. And, and I think that the, the blame also has to come down to, like, like the, the general manager as well. Like Brian O'Halloran, like some if Heimblum's going to run the organization like at at the high level and and build for the future and and control 
the prospects in versus prospects out, then O'Halloran has to be the guy to be like, all right, well, how do we make this team better, like, on right. the field now? Because that's an easier job. Like, right. it's an e- like anyone can do that that has a little baseball knowledge and can look at a fucking Excel spreadsheet and be like, all right, this is our budget. This is what we need. Like, this is what we can, what we can, who we can get. Like, let's go get someone. Like, literally anyone can do that. Fucking, like, any of us. Any of us could do that. With it. Give us, like, a Google Sheet and a fucking, and, and, and a list of guys that are available. And I'll go get someone better than Franchi Cordero. I promise. Like, I guarantee you. And I promise Josh Winkowski won't be starting in, against the fucking Yankees in the biggest game of the year. Or, or I, you know, I don't hate Josh. Uh, Connor Siebel. Right. Like, he can fucking jump. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, we, we won the Nick Pavetta trade. It's fine. We don't need to wring out that rag anymore from the Phillies. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's okay if he's a bust in that because we at least got a starter that has been at least somewhat reliable for us. Maybe not against the Yankees or Rays, but... Yeah, like we won that trade. It's fine. It's time to no, move absolutely. on. And I, I do love Nick Pavetta. You know, one thing that was funny that happened uh, since the last time we recorded, um, Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs and Connor Wong all played on in the same game with each other. Part of the Mookie Best trade. And everyone was like, oh, my God, dude, Heim, such a genius. <laughs> like, dude, the reason the only reason those three guys are playing in the same fucking game is because this organization this team this year was constructed so terribly that they had to because Jeter Downs is hitting a sub 200 below the Mendoza line in AAA. And Connor Wong is like, he's a nice player, but he's nothing special. He should not be on a major league roster. The only reason all three of those guys had to play was because this team is fucking absolute dog shit when it comes to death. Like, so don't, don't fucking quote tweet like, well, Connor Wong, Jeter Downs and Alex Drugo all in the same game. Red Sox won the Mookie trade. Like, dude, no, don't fucking do that. Like, don't be that stupid. The fanboys, the Heimbloom fanboys are ridiculous. Like, I like Heimbloom. I still trust him to do the job that he was hired to do. But, like, don't blindly just follow the guy, like, into whatever he does. No, I I don't think he's in any position to be fired. I don't think any of us are even saying that. Right. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people that are just going to defend him to the nth degree, no matter how many glaring holes are on this team. It's fair to criticize him. There's things that, you know, if we went over the luxury tax by signing Trevor Story, why didn't we sign Kenley Jansen? It's just money. Why didn't we get another, like, few relievers out there? Why didn't we get a, a contingency plan at first base if you thought Bobby Dahlbeck, you know, might be a fraud. Like, it turns out that he is. Like, there right. there was... I think that's the thing that frustrates me is, you know, we've had a lot of bad luck, you know. Chris Sale breaking his rib. You didn't see that one coming. Trevor Story getting hit on the hand by a pitch. Chris Sale getting hit on the hand with a, you know, comebacker. Those are things that are, you know, a bit out of your control. Um, but there was a lot of things that were in our control that weren't addressed. And that's where the frustration comes in at this point of the year. Cause you might not only be, uh, like contending in that top wild card spot. If we didn't blow, you know, 19 games or whatever it is, even just half of that, like we might actually be in the race for the division, especially if, you know, some mm-hmm. of those other games against the Yankees go our way. But right now, like it, we, it feels like we're miles apart from them. 
It does. It really does. It feels like the gap is bigger than ever. Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. Um, it, it's it's a tough. I mean, it's just a it's it's just a really really tough position that they 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 put themselves in, and it, and it's and it's self inflicted by just not going out and, and and getting these pieces. It's 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 easy. You know, you 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 go out, you 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 fill these holes, and they're not in this position right now. It's 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 just yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty. It, 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 it wasn't much. Like that's the other thing too, Jack. You mentioned if you're gonna go over the luxury tax, just fucking blow by it. Like, who cares? It, 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 it's not like it, it, it's gonna affect you the next year. Like they're all gonna be one year deals. Like just fucking blow by. Right. It. It's just LeBron James money. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Also, fuck him. I don't think we're uh, yeah. giving enough of the blame to LeBron for what the the situation that we're in right now. Known Boston hater LeBron. LeBron James invested in the Red Sox like a goddamn idiot. Yeah, he can. Oh my god, there's so many things I could say about. <laughs> yeah, him. Well, well, let's not even get started on that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's at least try to do some positives here. You know, we still are in contention. You know, if, if things start to go our way and we actually start to play better who knows what might happen in october because i feel like you know last year entering in september and you know throughout september like this team is awful there's not a chance we go anywhere and then we ended up making a pretty nice run and you know if we just played better against the astros we might have won that world series so i'm not giving up hope on this team you know there are i'm hoping some guys that fill those spots i hope you know Winkowski can actually maybe be something for us as, you know, a guy that fills in here and there. But, you know, I I don't it's a little bit harder to see even compared to last season. And even though last season was a bit more of a surprise than this year, because last year, I mean, you coming out of that 2020 absolute fucking dog shit season i don't think anybody had any optimism and this year you know we not there was a lot of people that actually predicted the Sox making the playoffs even maybe even winning the division but it's harder and harder to see that right now yeah it's impossible at this point i mean this but in terms of positives like yeah i mean you have a lot of great players on the team and a lot of guys that know how to win baseball games and know how to win championships and I think you have the best manager in Major League Baseball. And I think that, you know, you have an organization that is rebuilt when it comes to young talent. You have a lot of prospects. There's a lot to be, like, in the whole picture, there's a lot to be happy about. But this game is about capitalizing on wins when they're there to take. And that's just like any sport, right? You know, like, just look at, look at like, the Bruins is a great example. You know, they're, they have a window. They have, you know, a number of guys that may not play again, and they need to capitalize on that. With the Red Sox, it's not necessarily old age. It's more like, you know, contracts. And you need to capitalize on guys having only a year or two left and and get it done, just like the Yankees are, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's about... At the end of the day, it's about you know winning baseball games and, and winning games and, and winning championships, um, and that's you know what you're that that you know that's what they're there to do. That's you know you're brought in to win. Um, obviously, Hein Bloom, you know he's brought in you know replenish the farm system, get us to a position that 
um, you know, that we're in today as far as, you know, when you when you look at the prospect pool, it's a lot richer than it was when Dombrowski left. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you're brought in to do that and to win baseball games. And, you know, this is the time where you have to, you know, to look at it like you even said, the ball you guys got, um, you know, you have expiring contracts, guys that, you know, might not be here in the next couple of years, you know, depending on, you know, how things go. And right now you got to strike while the iron's hot and this is the time to win. And you, you have to do that. You just have to. I mean, yeah. you can't waste these, you know, you can't waste, the, you know, some of these contracts that you have and and just piss them away and, and not win a championship. You know, you just, you, just this is the time that you have to win. I just feel like they're, they're overthinking. Like they have some of the smartest guys in sports in a room trying to construct a roster and you have no first baseman. Like it's not, it's, dude. We're 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 not trying to, you know, solve world hunger or cure cancer here. We're we're trying to get someone to play first base that is serviceable. You don't need a superstar. You don't even need an all star. You just need a serviceable first baseman. I mean, Anthony Rizzo with the Yankees is a perfect example. Is he the best player in Major League Baseball? Absolutely not. Is he going to make every play at first? Hit you a couple home runs? Be a good fit in the clubhouse? Absolutely. He's a perfect guy to have there and not you don't have to worry about him. You can pencil him in every fucking day. And yeah, he might go over four every now and then, but who cares? With with this whole rigmarole, uh, it must be exhausting. Managing this team truly must be exhausting. If I'm Alex Cora, like I said, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I don't pissed off I don't have a first baseman. I'm pissed off that I have to play. You know, and, and credit to Rob Refsnyder for having a good year so far, but the fact that, that that guy is even playing consistently is ridiculous. Now, I'm pissed off that I got to play Jackie Bradley Jr. because we had Hunter Renfro, who hit 30 fucking bombs and 100 RBIs last year. Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Hopefully the All-Star break, you know, gives us a lot of those guys maybe a little rest, maybe go into the season, you know, Back at home against the Blue Jays, who have had their struggles as well. Maybe actually start to get off to a little bit of a better start. Because we're, like we're saying, those kind of last three series at home uh, with the um, Blue Jays, uh, Guardians, and Milwaukee. That's going to lead you right into that uh, uh, trade deadline. So, yeah, the next 10 games is uh, really going to make a difference here for what our approach is and what is even worthwhile. If we win seven of those, yeah, we should absolutely add. Yeah, we should, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, go for it. But if we lose seven of those and, you know, we're, we're hovering around 500, you know, the farm system isn't, you're not going to rush a lot of these guys, then you have to make some tough decisions. But I'm hoping that, you know, we don't have to be on the show in two, three weeks <laughs> talking about those types of things. I'm hoping that, you know, we do get to the point where, you know, we get a first baseman, we get a back-end guy, we maybe even get another fourth outfielder and send Jackie Bradley Jr. back to Milwaukee or wherever team wants him. <laughs> but, you know, I it, it, it's a very pivotal time as we know, kind of said a thousand times on here, but I think, you know, having four days off um, for, and, you know, a lot of the only, what, J.D., Xander, and Bogey going to the All-Star game, and those are all guys that have been there before. They know what they're doing. Uh, But having, you know, 
guys like Story and Ivaldi and everybody else rest, I think is going to help us. And we have that extra day, which a lot of teams don't um, on that um, Thursday. Yeah, and just real quick, I mean, we love Jackie Bradley Jr. This is a very pro Jackie Bradley Jr. podcast. I was telling my friends yesterday, I think Jackie honestly truly is the best defensive player I've ever seen play. I, and honestly, I think it, I know it's tough to scale, but I think you could say that of any sport that I've watched consistently football, basketball, hockey, baseball. I think Jackie Bradley is so polarizing defensively. It's amazing how good he truly is at his position. But you can't have a 500 OPS with with the Boston Red Sox. I mean, that's a you know, that's a bad I year. don't mind him as a backup. I, I he's fine as a fourth outfielder, but I I think we need kind of a guy out there that's going to at least give you some offensive production, especially when that's what this team is lacking a lot of times in a lot of these close games. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Jack, earlier, um, you know, hopefully this the all-star break, these next few days here are just, uh, you know, a good time for everybody to reset. You know, hopefully management can, uh, you know, assess this team and, uh, you know, kind of see what they're going to do, you know, going forward these next couple of weeks after the all-star game. Um, and uh, hopefully it's a good time for this team just to, hope, you know, reset, you know, the guys that are they're going to be here, uh, you know, that aren't going to L.A., um, hopefully they can just reset and, um, you know, get things, you know, get their mind off the game for a little bit and then hopefully come back for a big stretch here, um, you know, post all-star break. So that's, I mean, that's really all you can hope for, um, you know, in these, uh, in this next week. So. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the all-star game, uh, we are going to be doing the nine, nine, nine challenge. Uh uh, for it on Tuesday night. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, it is nine innings, nine hot dogs, and nine beers. We're all going to be attempting them. We're going to have some friends with us that are uh, friends of the program as well doing it. So should be, uh, you know, a very interesting time. We'll see who's manly enough to actually get it done and who doesn't. But um, we're all going to be adding to that glizzy counter and, uh, you know, really uh, probably shaving a few years off our lives. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Could use it. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, I, I could use a few years off my life, you know, with the way this team is playing right now. I think it's probably medical advice um, to eat yeah. as many hot dogs as humanly possible. That's yeah, right. please do. We haven't had medical advice on the show in a long time, so. Yeah, medical advice, eat so many hot dogs that you throw up. Yep, <laughs> that sounds pretty good right now. Yeah. Either that or jump, but. All right. Well, uh, if I talk about the Red Sox for another minute, I think I'm going to be sick. So um, this was fun. Yeah. And we have anything else? Fun is a strong uh, Big word. Poppy's Hall of Fame induction coming up. That's right. That'll be fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. I will be going uh, to that. I'll be, I, I still have uh, Galveo's mini mic, so I might bring that along with me as well. I forgot to give it back because I'm a bastard. Um, nice. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Now, nice. I'm, now I'm just not going to. Now I'm going to buy my own $8 one and give you that one instead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that about wraps it up. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. I'm in the least. corner watching you kiss her. <laughs> oh,